Here we go. Today's daf is daf. Page eighty-four in the Hilgim Maseches Gitin, and we pick up on the second line. And again, we're going through various situations where instead of a husband very simply just giving his wife a normal get like everybody else, he's got to be a smart aleck and start making conditions. And now uh, and now he's opening up a can of worms. But you know, Baruch Hashem for us, people like this allow us to be Zaycheh to learn Tyre. Right? There wouldn't be people like this we wouldn't have so much Gemara to learn. So Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem. All right, let's go. Tan Rabban of the Rabbis, learn so should we, second line, pay dollar number Aleph, Harisagite Hamanasha Tinasi Lablani. A husband gives a get to a wife and he says, I'm divorcing you, conditional, you do marry uncle. Now, previously, the last couple days, we've been learning a scenario where the husband said, You're permitted to everybody except for uncle. What happens if he says, I'm divorcing you, conditional that you will end up marrying Yankul? Okay. Get ready for this. She should not, she's divorced, but she's not allowed to marry Yankul. But if she does marry Yankul, she doesn't need to leave him. Pause. This should be blowing our minds. Again, notice what just happened. A husband said, you, I'm divorcing you if you meet a condition. And what's the condition that he wants? She marries Yanko. Says the Brysa. She may not marry Yanko. Which seems to imply she's divorced. And she can marry whoever she wants. Except for Yanko. The one guy who the husband's instructing her to do. To marry She's permitted to everybody except not him. If she does end up marrying him, she could stay with him. Okay. This needs to be unpacked. Let's go. Says the Gemara, my Ka'amar, what are you saying? What's happening? What's the logic? Help me tear this apart. Amar of Nachman, Nachman explains, this is what the Brysa means. She cannot marry uncle. Why not? Again, the husband said, you must marry uncle. That's the condition. Says the bride, so you can't. You know why? A beautiful svara. This looks off. Shema yaimru, perhaps people will say, Nesheyem naisimim atana. You have men here giving their wives as gifts. Women aren't objects. And therefore, if a man says, I'm divorcing you on condition you end up with this guy. The answer is she's divorced and she should not marry that guy. And if she marries somebody else, she could stay with somebody else. Even though the husband said, the conditional you marry Yanko, even though she's not marrying Yanko and she's marrying somebody else, she could stay with that other guy. Says the Gemara, one second. Because of Xera, there are abanon that we don't want anything to look like husband, like men are just giving their wives away as gifts. Sharinon Asha Sishta you're allowing her to marry some other guy? I don't understand. Says the Gemara, a very basic question. The husband divorced her conditionally. She hasn't met the condition. So that means she's not divorced. And if she's not divorced, if she marries Beryl. How in the world could she stay with him? She's an Ashish Ish. 
She's a totally married woman. She hasn't met the condition of the Gesha. She's still married. Says the Gemara, you're right. El Amar of Nachman, rather of Nachman says, Hachi Kamar, this is what we mean. Lareilu, Zulay did not say lie. The halacha is she cannot marry Yankul. Shema Yemun Nishem, Nisim Matana, perhaps. It's going to look off. People say men are giving their wives as gifts. However, the Imnisis Loi, if she marries Yankul, not if she marries other people, if she marries Yankul, Loi Seid say she could stay with him. To be Shum Gzeir Loi Mafkinon. Just because Rabban are concerned, what it looks like, what that means is you shouldn't. But if Yankul did marry her, all right, Lamai says she was divorced, and it's a valid marriage. You're telling me that she's not allowed to marry this specific guy, seems to imply she can marry other people. I don't understand. Let's unpack the other part. Remember, let's go back to the Bryson. The Bryson said, husband says to wife, what's the case? Husband says to wife, you're, it's a get if you marry Yanku. The Bryson said, she shouldn't marry Yanku. However, if she did, she doesn't have to leave. Okay. Says Gemara, one second. Says Rava. If you tell me she shouldn't marry Yankel, what does that mean? Who should she marry? Anybody else? Right? Husband says, you're divorced on condition to marry Yankel. We're saying, don't do that. It looks bad. So, so what is the halacha then? If you shouldn't do it, so then what? She should marry anybody else. Ask the Gemara, okay, fine. Let's unpack this other part. Um, how could she marry somebody else? She never fulfilled the condition of the get. And therefore she's not divorced. So how could she marry Beryl? We'll say, I'll tell you how. See, when the husband said to marry, your divorce because she marry uncle, you know what we'll say? We'll say to her, marry Yankul for five minutes. Let him put a ring on your finger, walk out of the chuppah, hand you a get, and you filled your condition, now go marry whoever you want. If you're going to say that's what the Rabbanan want, and now she fulfilled the condition, they're going to compare this to the Machlaikas where we had a psak from Rabbi Yehuda. Now Rabbi Yehuda gave a ruling of a woman who's getting divorced on condition that she meet, uh, uh, yeah, on condition that she fulfills some sort of uh, tenai. The Inmar we learned. If somebody says, my eyes are kainam uh, for me, which means I am, it's usher upon me, it's forbidden upon me um, to sleep today if I will sleep tomorrow. I'm forbidding myself from sleeping today if I will sleep tomorrow. So we need to wait till tomorrow to see whether the condition is met. Pause. Make sure you're following. On Monday, on Monday, Ruvain says, I'm forbidding myself from going to sleep on Monday. On Monday, he says, today, I forbid myself from taking a nap today if I sleep tomorrow. So one second. Ruve now goes and takes a nap on Monday. Did he transgress? We don't know yet. We don't know. We have to wait till later, till Tuesday. 
See, because if he doesn't sleep Tuesday, then he didn't do anything wrong. He's only forbidding sleep today if he sleeps on Tuesday. So we're waiting for Tuesday. So how do you handle this condition? says he's not allowed to sleep on Monday because we're concerned that maybe he will sleep on Tuesday and cause a lemafreya, a retroactive transgression. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, no, Yishon Hayyim, let him sleep on Monday. You know why? Because until he goes to sleep on Tuesday, he hasn't transgressed on Monday. So Rav Nachman is, is uh, pretty trusting, yeah, of a person to do something today, even though it's dependent on a condition that's going to happen at a, that's going to happen at a, uh, at a later time. Okay. Says the Gemara, Hachi Hashto, one second, Hasam over there by the the Psak of Rabbi Yehuda, Bidi Dei Kame. It's up to him whether or not he wants to go to sleep. If he wants, he could have people poke him the whole day so that he can't fall asleep. And therefore, maybe that's where Rabbi Nachman says, sleep on Monday. I'll trust that you won't sleep on Tuesday. Why? Because it's in your hand to not sleep. Have people, you know, keep your feet in cold water and poke you the whole day. You know you'll be fine. So shlufk isn't a hen on Monday. But over, over here, it's not up to her to determine whether or not she's divorced. So how are we allowing her to marry somebody else before marrying, uh, before marrying Yanku? What we mean is, she can't marry anybody, not Yanku, not anybody else, why can't she marry Yankul? Because of the Xera, right? She can't marry Yankul. People are going to say that people are gifting wives. She can't marry somebody else. Because she hasn't yet fulfilled her condition. Okay. So basically, when a husband does this to his wife, he's putting her in a shtickle catch-22 of ever getting married. She can't marry anybody else because the condition hasn't been met. She can't marry Yankul because the Xera derabonon. See, you could say, I, why does it look like men are swapping wives? Why does it look like a husband's giving a gift? I'll tell you why. Because this woman is completely stuck. She's completely stuck. Like, who else is she going to marry now? He's, he's really, she's up against the, mamish up against the wall. The husband tells you divorced. On condition to marry uncle, she's pretty much forced to marry uncle if she ever wants to remarry. So he's he's you know taking control. There's really nothing she could do about that. Says the Gemara. She can't marry. She can't, um, she does not. Uh, she could stay married to him, but if she married somebody else, she's obligated to leave that person. One of the rabbis learned. And that's why the rabbis are Let me just explain what each of these things are. They're all things that are pretty much impossible. This is your getting condition. You go up to the heavens. This condition, you ascend to the abyss. This is your get on condition. You swallow a stick that is four feet, that is four amo, six to eight feet long. On condition, you bring me a stick that's 100 amos, 150 to 200 feet. On condition that you walk over the Mediterranean Sea. Ain't I get. You have not given her a get. Sorry. This is ridiculous. 
Rabbi Yudah ben Tema, Rabbi Yudah ben Tema says, Kazeh get, it's going to be a get. Why? Klaalam Rabbi Yudah ben Tema, Kol Tavan Shi Efshalai L'Kaimah B'Saifai, anytime somebody makes a condition, that is an impossibility to fulfill the Hisna Lav Metchilasai, if you say something ridiculous, we'd always say to the husband, you just stam hacking her a chinik. It's not a condition, and it's an absolutely kosher get. Yeah, he's just you're, you're just trying to drive her crazy, and therefore, you know what? Get out of here. Not a condition. It's just that you handed her a get. And you're like, go up to the heavens. Yeah. yeah, you go jump in the lake. That's basically what you said. Right? It's basically telling her, go, like, you go jump in the lake. What do you go up to the heavens? So we say it's not a condition. Finito. It's a valid get. Get out of here. Amar of Nachman, Amar Rab. Nachman says, name of Rab. We follow the Buddha of If somebody says this crazy condition, we just ignore it. Any condition that's possible to fulfill this. And he mentioned in the beginning, that's a valid condition. But the condition is an impossibility. Tanai Batal, his Tanai is Batal Shmaminos. You see how Lacha is like Rabbi Yudah ben Tema, because this was his Sevara. Beautiful. Period. Says the Gemara, they asked a question searching for information. A man says to his wife, This is your get on condition you sin. On condition you eat pork. Mahu, what's the Halacha? Amar Abai. Abai says, he he, it's the same thing as telling her to go up to the to go up to the heavens or go down to the abyss. It's a ridiculous thing. It's an impossibility. A yid is not allowed to do that. So if a husband says, "Well, get your condition again on condition you sin," we say to the husband, "Yeah, she's divorced, and she doesn't need to do that." It's considered like an impossible scenario. Rava, that's Ashita Sabai. Rava, my Rava says, No, I'll tell you what she could do. It's not an impossibility. It's a possibility. Ah, it's an Avera. Fine. So she'll get Malchus. She'll get Malchus. According to Abayi, when we say this is the rule of Rabbi Yudah ben Tema, he's coming to include cases of Iser. The Rava, according to Rava, it's coming to exclude a case where it's not an, a possibility, but forbidden. Mesve, that's a challenging question. If a man says, wipe this condition that you have relations, yeah, Rashi says, he says, I want you to have, to have uh, um, relations with Yankel. If she fulfills the tonight, I raise a get. Then it's going to be a valid get. She needs to fulfill the tonight. It's not going to be a valid get. What if she he says, What if he says, I'm giving you a get on condition that you don't have relations with somebody who's forbidden anyway for her to have relations with, like her father or his father? Then Aiden Chayshin, we're not concerned. Shema, uh, Shema We're not concerned she's going to have relations, and therefore she can marry whoever she wants. Now, why does it say he made a condition that you won't have relations? Why, why didn't we give a case, which would be a bigger kiddush, where he says, I'm divorcing you on condition you have relations with my father or your father? We didn't give that case. Says the Gemara, La Abaye. 
who says that the Tanai anyway, whenever there's a prohibition, falls off. Necha. It's fine. It makes sense. That wouldn't be a bigger Kiddush. But Rav Kasha, according to Rav, who says, listen, she technically can have relations with her father and his father and just go get Malkus. So why didn't we give that case as a bigger Kiddush? Amar Lach Rav, Rav says, Bishlam Abbasar when it comes to eating pork, Evshad Da'achla Velaki. It's up to her to go eat that and get Malkus. Pliny Nami, if we also say, have relations with Yankul, that it's possible for her to walk over to Yankel and say, listen, Yankel, I need a favor. I need a favor. I need to be divorced. My husband's, for whatever reason, a nut. And he says, I need to have relations with you to be divorced. And Yankel could say to her, uh, sorry, lady. And she says, please. And she'll go out of her way and she'll pay him and she'll get Rabbanim involved and she'll have pressure Please, I don't want to remain in Aguna. And you know what? People will acquiesce when it's heter, when technically it's not a biblical transgression. It's not up to her to do that. Maybe for her to be divorced, she wants to go ahead, do the Avera, and then get Malchus. But you kidding me? No, no, no yid in their right mind. And nobody's going to pressure them if it's if it's mamish and arayis is going to is going to uh, be involved in such a thing. Says the Gemara. Lerava, according to Rava. Now again, what's going on over here? Let's let's make sure we have a, a full grasp. Rabbi Yehuda ben Tema taught us that if he makes a ridiculous condition or ridiculous stipulation, go up to the heavens, walk across the Mediterranean. That, get out of here, it's a valid get, she doesn't need to do any of those things. Rabbi Yudha says the same thing holds true by um, the same thing who, uh, he... Yeah, the same thing holds true by... Um, uh, anytime it's an impossibility, so then we say the condition... Uh, the condition falls off. Okay, what about by Isser and Heter? So we're in the middle of a Machlekestin, Rav and Abai, as to whether something which is forbidden is included in a category of an impossibility or not. So says the Gemara, Le Rava, according to Rava, who says that an Isser is not an impossibility. If a man says to his wife, I'm divorcing you on condition, you eat pork. Says Rava, that's considered possible. Just get Malchus after. So the Rav, according to Rav, this that we say the word Klal, what's coming to include of Rabbi Dabatim, is coming to include a case of Arayas, Kazeh, and what does it mean Kazeh? Allah like this, Lamute Besar Chazir, is coming to exclude a case of Besar Chazir, which means that it's going to be a valid get, La Abaye, type of Amr Beis, going to Abaye, Klal Asri Besar Chazir, Kazeh, Lamute, plainly is coming to exclude a case where he makes a condition that she has. Uh, she has uh, relations with Ruvain or relations with Yankul, whoever it is, um, that it's going to be a valid condition and it's only a kosher get when um, she ends up having relations with this person who's, you know, Ruvain or Yankul. We're not dealing with somebody who's her father and father-in-law. Okay. Period. 
We're not yet finished the sugya, but for a little bit longer, we're going to keep struggling through this dispute between Abaya and Rava. Again, the dispute between Abaya and Rava is, if a husband makes the get conditional of a sin, she must transgress a sin. Abaya says, that's not a condition. We ignore the condition. She does not need to sin. The whole thing is just a valid get and forget the condition. Rava says, no. You could sin. Just get Malkus. Meisvei, that's a challenging question. If he says to a random, if he says to any Yisraelis, you could eat, you have to eat pork. Or he says to a Yisraelis, you have to eat truma, which she's not allowed to do. If you know his wife is in the zero, he says, I'll divorce you. condition drink wine. If she fulfills the Tanai, I raise a get. Then it's a valid get. Vimlav, ain't I get. See, it is. He made the condition to transgress, and we still see it's the condition needs to be met, which is the opinion of Rava. Says the Gemara, the Rava Nicha, According to Abaye, why does the condition need to be met? According to you, Abaye, whenever there's a transgression, we should just ignore it. Amar Lachavai, Abaye will respond. That's not a, you want to ask me from a brysa, true. But that brysa is not the uh, only opinion out there. Hamani Rabboni is the opinion of the Rabban who argued Rabbi Tema. I follow the Shitas Rabbi Tema, and therefore I'm not disproven. Granted, you have a Tana against me, and I got a Tana for me. Okay. The tape of clay, why don't we learn out the Masnamach Gosabatari? See, here there's a general problem. This is Gishmak. In general, we have a rule. And the rule is, we as Klal Yisrael were Makabal the Torah from Har Sinai. We accepted the Torah, not from Har Sinai, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, at Har Sinai. Once we have this underlying force, underlying obligation, no condition can ever be valid if it transgresses the bottom line. It's called, you cannot be masne, you cannot make a later condition, on something that is a pre-existing obligation. This is similar to, if you have parents, and this is not uncommon, because most parents love their children, you have parents who are, non-observant, and their child starts to become observant, and they start keeping tired. They want to keep Shabbos, they want to keep kosher. And very often, I've heard this multiple times, and it's a right logic, except we'll explain where the falsehood comes in from our Gemara. The parents say, and they'll come to the rabbi, uh, they'll say, I don't understand. How can my son keep Shabbos if he's so concerned about keeping the Torah? What about keeping Abayim? What about respecting your parents? He's breaking my family apart. We go out every Friday night to the movies and now my kid's not coming. Shabbos overrides keeping Abayim. That's a good time. Svara, logic, you could hear that. And again, why are they coming? Mom, because they love their child. 
and they want what's best for them. They think the guy's a Meshuggah, he's entering a cult, he's off his rocker. Okay. They're doing it out of love because they're wrong. Now, why the Misa is the halacha that parents are not listened to when they tell a child to not do a mitzvah? I keep it The answer is because the parents themselves are mechuyiv in the mitzvah too. There's a pre-existing obligation on the parents to keep Torah mitzvahs. Whether or not they do it, that's their choice. But there's a pre-existing underlying factor that you cannot break a bottom line. There are certain things that are here and now we as people will come afterwards. Says the Gemara, we say to the parents, you're also obligated to, to honor the Rabbani Shalom, and therefore it's ridiculous, it's not ridiculous, it's a good smart originally, but that's why you're wrong in asking your child to not follow the word of God, because you're also obligated to follow the word of God. You have a pre-existing underlying obligation. So back to our Gemara. Says the Gemara, let's learn this inside the table, why don't we say the problem of him giving a get on condition she eats pork? Is the whole condition falls off because he's masa mashikas b'tayra v'chol mashikas tonight bottle? We know any time somebody makes a condition against something the Torah says, it is not a valid condition. Amar Vada Brei Deravika Kigain Sheirot Susasa Vayinasa Tuhulai Akar Abahacha E Ka Akar. You know where we say you cannot make a condition against what that what's written in the Torah, where. The Torah says you're obligated to feed your wife, give her clothing, give her attention, affection, and appreciation, otherwise known as aina, translated here as marital relations, even though a person can have marital relations and not fulfill aina, if it's not done with intimacy and it's just done as uh, uh, for the husband, the mitzvah of aina is to give time. Rav Pam, Zechir Tzadik, B'Kadosh Avrach, the Shiva of Tervedas. What teaches Talmidim, the chasanim of the yeshiva, he would say you should know the Torah obligates every husband in food, clothing, and aina. Aina means a season, to give time, to give attention, affection, appreciation, which at times will br- end up bringing itself to having marital relations. But he says, mechuyiv, he would tell chasanim, you're mechuyiv in clothing, which means if your wife goes out and purchases an extra dress, something that you feel is not necessary, something we're all familiar with. You know, there's a joke. It was a yeshiva guy who for months was telling his friends, on Purim, he's dressing up like his wife. Comes Purim, he comes to shul in a suit and tie. They all said, what happened? He said, I couldn't find anything to wear. All right. Yeah. See, he couldn't find anything. That's how he's dressed like his wife. Women, they have four wardrobes each season and this and that and another that, and there's nothing to wear. So they go out, they buy another dress. And what is the husband thinking? Another dress? Why do you need more? I have three pairs of pants and three shirts and finito, right? Says Rav Pam to the chasanim. He should say, if your wife buys some more clothing that you're not comfortable with, it's a, you fulfilled the mitzvah raisa. View it as if you spent a little more money on an esrog. You could buy an esrog for $20. You could buy an esrog that's more beautiful for $80. You have a biblical obligation to clothe your wife. If she spends a little more on her clothing, view it as hither mitzvah. 
you're just beautifying your mitzvah. Relax, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Yeah? You're beautifying your mitzvah. And he would tell the chasanim as well, the mitzvah of Aina means, you take your wife on dates. Just because you dated before you're married, or while you're engaged, then you get married and you're too busy for everything. Courting each other shouldn't stop once we're married. Every time a husband and wife go for a walk, every time a husband goes out with his wife to the supermarket, anytime we go out for a dinner, anytime we eat, it's a mitzvah of Aina. It's a mitzvah of Aina. We mamish fulfill a mitzvah daraisa. It's a, it's a powerful idea. We've got to keep this in mind. Yeah? To Hulay Akar, where he's uprooting the, uh, the Mitzvah Darai. So, Abel Hacha, Akar. Over here, she's the one uprooting by giving into the condition, because the whole condition uh, shouldn't have come in the first place. Baskavla Ravina, Ravina says, Klum ki akar i alakim day. You can't blame her. She's only doing this to fulfill his condition. It's going to come out that he's the one causing. Elama Ravina, rather Ravina explains, when do we give the rule? One who makes a condition that's against the Torah, the condition falls off. There he's certainly uprooting the dinda rice up. But over here in the Brice, she has to eat it. He says, listen, I'm divorcing you on condition you eat pork. Is she forced to eat pork? No. She could just stay married to him. Not going to happen. Maybe yeah, maybe no. But it's still, a, it's still a choice. And since it's a choice, it's not considered a tenai against the Torah. Because she's not forced to go against the Torah here. You have a choice, like anybody every day, as Bechira. Sin or not sin? Not sin, okay. So, so she's not sinning, she won't eat the pork, she'll stay married. It's not considered a manshwaz of the Torah, hence the condition remains in place. And if she eats the pork, she'll be divorced. Okay. Two dots. Ketzad Yaseh. Back to our mission. Ketzad Yaseh. So we learned in the mission in the beginning of our parak. Let's look back at our Mishnah. On daf pay base. All right. So the very first mission in our parak, three lines in to the mission. Yeah, go ahead. Three lines into the mission. You're good. The Mishnah said that if somebody divorces his wife and says you're permitted to everybody besides for uh, yeah besides for Yankel, the Chum say she's not allowed to marry anybody. So we said Ketzad Yase. According to the Chachamim, what should we do? The Mishnah said he should take it back and then give it to her again and say you're permitted to everybody. A simple piece of advice. All right? The way you did it the first time was wrong. Do it again the right way. Zakti Gemara. Man Tanam. Who's the Tan of our Mishnah? Marchiz Chiz Hashem Ben Elazar. He did Tan of the Reiser of Shem Ben Elazar. Shem Ben Elazar says, Ashil Anim Menavi Aksav Yidnan the, the, the get only becomes effective when he takes it back and gives it her get. But Yamar Lah Higitich. And he says, take your get. You could even say we're following Shitas Rebbe, who does not obligate the get to be given back. Uh, uh, you could say over here, since she was kaina, she acquired the apostle by Kahuna, she became apostle from Kahuna, and therefore a new, uh, a new giving is necessary. However, by Shimon Lazar, 
the original handoff was totally possible. Memela, Rebbe will hold that you don't need a whole new handoff of the get. Kosvai b'saychai. If the husband wrote, you are mutter to everybody besides for Yankel. So he said it's not a valid get. So what do you do? The Mishnah had asked, you know, can you erase it and just take those words out? Instead of saying, you just erase and make it a valid get. The Mishnah said no. It's still going to be a puzzle get. We're dealing with, he wrote the Ella the Yankel, if he wrote it inside the get. But if he says to her, it seems the same piece of parchment, as long as it didn't say Ella the Yankel on the parchment, it's going to be fine. Pshita, that's simple. I mean, what's your Kiddush over here? It said only if it's written in. Yeah? So the Gemara says, this is only true if he made it after the tariff, the body of the get was written, the main part of the get, the names and is written before the apostle, even if it's verbal, but the main body of the get hasn't yet been written, that apostles up the get. Kamashwala says, no, it's only a problem in the get. If he says Eliankel, when it's Mamish written in. If it's not written in, it doesn't matter if it was said before or after the tariff was written. He says, no, if the condition was made before the body of the get was written, then even if it's not even mentioned in the body of the get, it's still going to be a problem, because the whole body of the get was written with that in mind. Rav is consistent with his own reasoning. Rav would tell those who write Gittin, Shisku, Shisuke, Lebal, Make sure the husband is quiet. No conditions could be made. Until you finish the main body of the get. Once you finish the main body of the get, he could open his mouth because that's not going to impact anything as long as it's not written in. Any condition written in the get ruins the get. Okay, Which means, whenever we say a husband makes a get conditional, that has to be a verbal condition. If you add the condition into the writing of the get, that's going to puzzle the get. Dibe Rebbe, this is the opinion of Rebbe. Chomer and Chomer say no. Kola paisel al pe, paisel beksav. Choshena paisel al pe, ena paisel beksav. If it's a condition that's allowed to be said, then that condition can even be written. There's no problem. Chutz she paisel al chutz. So the word if he says besides for she paisel al pe, it's going to get in the way of the get bal pe. It'll get in the way by, by when it's written. But if he says, you can make on condition you do this, that's not going to puzzle it up. It's not going to get in the way of the kashras of the written get. And it's permitted to add it to the body of the actual get. The machlaikas about whether or not what type of written condition stipulations you could put in, that's only referring to writing it in, uh, ahead of writing the main body of the get. The Rebbe Sabar Gazrina Manas Atu Chutz, we cannot make, we cannot write Amanat because if you write Chutz, except for that gets in the way of the Kashras and we're concerned to start writing any sort of condition. And therefore, if you write Amanasin and it's a and it's a type of condition that won't pass a get, write it in as well, there's no problem. But once it's written after the after the tariff of the get, the main body of the get, 
top of tomorrow's daf, divrei hakol kosher. Everybody will agree that it's already kosher because the main body of the get was already written. Umastisen, and in our Mishnah, Diktani Kasu, where we wrote that the get is going to be possible if he writes it. If he writes inside the get in almanastic condition, which is allowed to be verbal, so it could also be written into the get. So we could explain it. Either it's going where it's going to be kosher because you wrote it before the tariff and following Shittas Rabban will allow Amanas to be written anywhere in the get. Or he could say that everybody that the Amanas was written after the tariff and under that halacha everybody would agree. For Rav Amar and Rav says the Machlekes of this Brisa is referring to a Amanas that's written after the tariff. The Rebbe Sovereign goes, you know, ought to lifnei we can't write it after the main body of the get, because once we allow these almanask, which usually verbally is going to be okay, but once I allow almanask conditions to be written after the tariff, people may come to write it prior to the tariff. Everybody would agree, lifnei tariff is going to be possible. I'm sorry, in our Mishnah, the Tani Kosvu, where he wrote the condition in the get, Vukimna Bechutz. And we said, you know where it's going to be possible because he used the condition of chutz. Of Obamanas, if he says an uncondition, why possible? That's not going to possible up. When is that halacha true? Achar ha that's after the tariff. Verabonon he, and it's the Rabban. The Rabban allow conditional, uh, allow these stipulations to be written as long as it's after the main body of the tariff. The get will remain valid. We're going to hold it here for today. Bezim tomorrow will wrap up the last short piece of Gemara on this topic before, uh, before the Mishnah. And uh, Bezjam will uh, begin with a, a, new, a new Mishnah. We have a couple of Mishnahis, Bezjam on tomorrow's daf. We'll hold it here. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.